Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode 96 of Enhancing Human Experience. This is also the first episode of 2019. Happy New Year. I hope you had an awesome New Year's Eve and you're super excited to get started in 2019. I have to be honest with you, I'm a little, I don't want to say sad, but I'm a little, I guess, um, bummed out that 2018 is over. You know, 2018 was a year for most people, well, for everyone, that probably you probably noticed a lot of change in your life and a lot of uh, new opportunities opening up or new ideas coming to you. Um, you know, 2018 has an eight in it. Eight is an auspicious number. Eight is like a um, good thing surround, good energy surrounds the number eight. I think 2018 was a good year uh, for lots of changing in energy, for making things, tuning things up, uh, changing your life for the better. And hopefully you realize that and kind of sense that in your own life. I know that I certainly did. So in a way, I'm a little bit sad that 2018 is done, but super anticipating, uh, really anticipating all the great things coming in in 2019. And we have to remember, this is something I have to remind myself of all the time, that it just gets better and better every year. doesn't matter whether there's an eight in the year or not. It just gets better and better for us because that's the design of the human experience, right? This constant evolution, constant leveling up, even though it might seem like sometimes we're going backwards, if we, if it does seem like we're going backwards, or maybe you feel like you're going backwards in your own life, you know something really awesome is coming, right? Sometimes you have to like pull the slingshot back in order to fire the projectile, in order to have those great experiences. And so hopefully you you kind of see that and you don't just think that it's constantly like trending downhill because the trend is always upward. One of the new shirts that I put in the Focus and Flow store recently that I'm really excited about, and I need to get it on order and get one here for myself, is the Best is Yet to Come shirt. And that's just the message from the universe, right? That's the message from the divine intelligence and from source and from God. The best is always yet to come. But we do have to make preparations and allow it to come, don't we? So there is some work on our part. But you know what? I'm starting to believe more and more that even if we did nothing, even if we resisted every single step of the way, eventually we will be pulled to better experiences. Now, it may not happen in this lifetime, right? We could be so stubborn that we may resist all the good things and the best, the quote unquote best that is coming to us for a whole lifetime, but eventually it's going to come to us because we can't stay, you know, miserable or unhappy all the time. You know, we, we come from joy. We are the embodiment of joy. We're going to return to joy. And so that's part of what we are. Our minds can keep it away from us, but not forever. So I think about that quite often. The best is yet to come. Since it's 2019, since it's the new year, I know you're probably working on your goals getting some plans for 2019, setting some um, objectives and things that you want to be, do, and have. And because of that, I'm going to share with you in this episode one of my favorite little books to help you do that. It's called It Works by RHJ, the famous little red book that makes your dreams come true. How, How much better can a title of a book get? And I picked this book up years ago. I'm not really sure how I found it. I probably found it thumbing through or I guess virtually thumbing through books on Amazon and checking out reviews and recommendations from people. But 
I don't remember how it, how it actually came to me, but it's really awesome. I'm actually going to read it to you. It's super short. That's another reason why I like it. And it's also super simple to implement. This book is, it's like a pamphlet, quite frankly. I'll put a picture up on my Instagram page at gmarkphillips and probably link it in the show notes to this episode. But it's really short. It's really small. I mean, it's a like a four by six. Well, I guess it's three by five-ish. Three by, three by five, four by six size-ish, but it's just a pamphlet. It's really, really simple to use and easy. And it boils down all of the complex like practices and tactics and rules for getting what you want in life and makes it really super simple. And as you will see, as I read it here, after I read it, we'll talk about it and do some commentary on it. But first I want to get through the whole thing. So I'm not going to try, I'm not going to interject any of my um, other ideas in here. I want to give you a full reading so you can just kind of sit back, take it all in. And by the way, I would definitely recommend you pick up this book as well. It's like just a few dollars. It's like two or three dollars on Amazon. Okay. Like I said, front cover reads like this. It works by RHJ, the famous little red book that makes your dreams come true. And it also says at the top here, if you know what you want, you can have it. While we're on covers, let me read the back cover to you. If you know what you want, you can have it. It Works presents a concise, definite plan to improve your life by explaining in very simple terms how to use the mighty power within that is anxious and willing to serve. All of the scientific, psychological, and theological explanations and terms are eliminated. Hundreds of books are boiled down to 10 minutes of interesting facts along with a definite plan and three short rules of accomplishment. Don't let your worldly objective mind keep you from more prosperity and happiness any longer. Test the power of this simple book that defies tradition and experience. Millions have already tried the plan and prospered. Now it's your turn to put it to the test and discover that it works. Okay, let's get into it here. What I want to read is the there's there's a quote here right that says this is on the front page inside cover of the book it says all who joy would win must share it happiness was born a twin byron and then there is a dedication here i guess somewhat of a dedication i'm going to read this short passage to you again on the inside cover one of the inside pages It says, the man who wrote this book is highly successful and widely known for his generosity and helpful spirit. He gives full credit for all that he has accomplished in mastering circumstances, accumulating wealth, and winning friends to the silent working out of the simple, powerful truth which he tells of in his work. He shows you here an easy, open road to a larger, happier life, knowing that the greatest good comes from helping others. Without expecting praise, the author of this work has requested that his name be omitted. What is the real secret of obtaining desirable possessions? Are some people born under a lucky star or other charm which enables them to have all that which they seem to desire? And if not, what is the cause of the difference in conditions under which men live? Many years ago, feeling that there must be a logical answer to this question, I decided to find out if possible, what it was. I found the answer to my own satisfaction and for years have given the information to others who have used it successfully. From a scientific 
psychological, or theological viewpoint, some of the following statements may be interpreted as incorrect. But nevertheless, the plan has brought the results desired to those who have followed the simple instructions. And it is my sincere belief that I am now presenting it in a way which will bring happiness and possessions to many more. If wishes were horses, beggars would ride, is the attitude taken by the average man and woman in regard to possessions. They are not aware of a power so near that it is overlooked, so simple in operation that it is difficult to conceive, and so sure in results that it is not made use of consciously, or recognized as the cause of failure or success. Gee, I wish that were mine, is the outburst of Jimmy, the office boy, as a new red roadster goes by, and Florence, the telephone operator, expresses the same thought regarding a ring in the jeweler's window. While poor old Jones, the bookkeeper, during the Sunday stroll replies to his wife, Yes, dear, it would be nice to have a home like that, but it is out of the question. We will have to continue to rent. Landum, the salesman, protests that he does all the work, gets the short end of the money, and someday will quit his job and find a real one. And President Bondum, in his private sanctorum, voices a bitter tirade against the annual attack of hay fever. At home, it is much the same. Last evening, father declared that daughter, Mabel, was heading straight for disaster. And today, mother's allowance problem and other trying affairs fade into insignificance as she exclaims. This is the last straw. Robert's school teacher wants to see me this afternoon. His reports are terrible, I know. But I'm late for bridge now. She'll have to wait until tomorrow. So goes the endless stream of expressions like those from millions of people in all classes who give no thought to what they really want and who are getting all that they are entitled to or expect. If you are one of these millions of thoughtless talkers or wishers and would like a decided change from your present condition, you can have it. But first of all, you must know what you want, and this is no easy task. When you can train your objective mind, the mind you use every day, to decide definitely upon the things or conditions you desire, you will have taken your first big step in accomplishing or securing what you know you want. To get what you want is no more mysterious or uncertain than the radio waves all around you. Tune in correctly and you get a perfect result. But to do this, it is of course necessary to know something of your equipment and have a plan of operation. You have within you a mighty power, anxious and willing to serve you, a power capable of giving you that which you earnestly desire. This power is described by Thompson J. Hudson, Ph.D., LLD, author of The Law of Psychic Phenomena, as your subjective mind. Other learned writers use different names and terms, but all agree that it is omnipotent. Therefore, I call this power Emmanuel, God in us. Regardless of the name of this great power, or the conscious admission of a God, the power is capable and willing to carry to a complete and perfect conclusion every earnest desire of your objective mind, but you must be really in earnest about what you want. Occasional wishing or half-hearted wanting does not form a perfect connection or communication with your omnipotent power. You must be in earnest, sincerely and truthfully desiring certain conditions or things, mental, physical, or spiritual. 
your objective mind and will are so vacillating that you usually only wish for things and the wonderful, capable power within you does not function. Most wishes are simply vocal expressions. Jimmy, the office boy, gave no thought of possessing the Red Roadster. Landon, the salesman, was not thinking of any other job or thinking at all. President Bondum knew he had hay fever and was expecting it. Father's business was quite likely successful, and mother, no doubt, brought home first prize from the bridge party that day. But they had no fixed idea of what they really wanted their children to accomplish and what were actually helping to bring about the unhappy conditions which existed. If you are in earnest about changing your present condition, here is a concise, definite, resultful plan with rules, explanations, and suggestions. The plan. Write down on paper, in order of their importance, the things and conditions you really want. Do not be afraid of wanting too much. Go the limit in writing down your wants. Change the list daily, adding to or taking from it, until you have it about right. Do not be discouraged on account of changes, as this is natural. There will always be changes and additions with accomplishments and increasing desires. Three Positive Rules of Accomplishment Number one, read the list of what you want three times each day, morning, noon, and night. Number two, think of what you want as often as possible. Number three, do not talk to anyone about your plan except to the great power within you which will unfold to you, your objective mind, the method of accomplishment. It is obvious that you cannot acquire faith at the start. Some of your desires, from all practical reasoning, may seem positively unattainable, but nevertheless, write them down on your list in the proper place of importance to you. There is no need to analyze how this power within you is going to accomplish your desires. Such a procedure is as unnecessary as trying to figure out why a grain of corn placed in fertile soil shoots up a green stalk, blossoms and produces an ear of corn containing hundreds of grains each capable of doing what the one grain did. If you will follow this definite plan and carry out the three simple rules, the method of accomplishment will unfold quite as mysteriously as the ear of corn appears on the stock, and in most cases, much sooner than you expect. When new desires, deserving position, at or about the top of your list come to you, then you may rest assured you are progressing correctly. Removing from your list items which, at first you thought you wanted, is another sure indication of progress. It is natural to be skeptical and have doubt, distrust, or questionings. But when these thoughts arise, get out your list. Read it over, or if you have to, memorize it. Talk to your inner self about the desires until the doubts that interfere with your progress are gone. Remember, Nothing can prevent your having that which you earnestly desire. Others have these things, why not you? The omnipotent power within you does not enter into any controversial argument. It is waiting and willing to serve when you are ready. But your objective mind is so susceptible to suggestion that it is almost impossible to make any satisfactory progress when surrounded by skeptics. Therefore, Choose your friends carefully and associate with people who now have some of the things you really want, but do not discuss your method of accomplishment with them. 
put down on your list of wants such material things as money, home, automobile, or whatever it may be. But do not stop there. Be more definite. If you want an automobile, decide what kind, style, price, color, and all the other details, including when you want it. If you want a home, plan the structure, grounds, and furnishings. Decide on location and cost. If you want money, write down the amount. If you want to break a record in your business, put it down. It may be a sales record. If so, write out the total, the date required, then the number of items you must sell to make it. Also list your prospects and put after each name the sum expected. This may seem foolish at first, but you can never realize your desires if you do not know positively and in detail what you want and when you want it. If you cannot decide this, you are not in earnest. You must be definite, and when you are, results will be surprising and almost unbelievable. A natural and ancient enemy will no doubt appear when you get your first taste of accomplishment. This enemy is discredit. In forms such as thoughts as, It can't be possible. It just happened to be. What a remarkable coincidence. When such thoughts occur, give thanks and assert credit to your omnipotent power for the accomplishment. By doing this, you gain assurance and more accomplishment, and in time, prove to yourself that there is a law which actually works at all times when you are in tune with it. Sincere and earnest thanks cannot be given without gratitude, and it is impossible to be thankful and grateful without being happy. Therefore, when you are thanking your greatest and best friend, your omnipotent power, for the gifts received, do so with all your soul and let it be reflected in your face. The power and what it does is beyond understanding. Do not try to understand it, but accept the accomplishment with thankfulness, happiness, and strengthened faith. Caution. It is possible to want and obtain that which will make you miserable, that which will wreck the happiness of others, that which will cause sickness and death, that which will rob you of eternal life. You can have what you want, but you must take all that goes with it. So in planning your wants, plan that which you are sure will give you and your fellow man the greatest good here on earth, thus paving the way to that future hope beyond the pale of human understanding. This method of securing what you want applies to everything you are capable of desiring. And the scope being so great, it is suggested that your first list consists of only things with which you are quite familiar, such as an amount of money or accomplishment or the possession of material things. Such desires as these are more easily and quickly obtained than the discontinuance of fixed habits, the welfare of others, and the healing of mental or bodily ills. Accomplish the lesser things first, then take the next step, and when that is accomplished, you will seek the higher and really important objectives in life. But long before you reach this stage of your progress, many worthwhile desires will find their place on your list. One will be to help others as you have been helped. Great is the reward to those who help and give without thoughts of self, as it is impossible to be unselfish without gain. In conclusion, a short while ago, Dr. Emile Couet came to this country and showed thousands of people how to help themselves. Thousands of others spoofed at the idea, refused his assistance, and are today where they were before his visit. So with the statements and plan presented to you now, you can reject or accept. 
You can remain as you are or have anything you want. The choice is yours. But God grant that you may find in this short volume the inspiration to choose all right. Follow the plan and thereby obtain, as so many others have, all things, whatever they may be, that you desire. Read the entire book again and again, then again. Memorize the three simple rules on page 13 and 14. Test them now on what you want most this minute. This book could have extended easily over 350 pages, but it has been deliberately shortened to make it as easy as possible for you to read, understand, and use. Will you try it? Thousands have bettered their lives will testify to the fact that it works. A letter to you from the author. Dear Reader, The great possessions of life are all gifts mysteriously bestowed, sight, hearing, aspiration, love of life itself. The same is true of ideas. The richest of them are given to us, as, for instance, the powerful idea which this book has given you. What are you going to do with it? Are you surprised when I tell you the most profitable thing you can do is to give it away? You can do this in an easy and practical way by having this book sent to those who need it. In this way, you can help in the distribution of this worthwhile effort to make the lives of others better and happier. You know people who are standing still or who are worried and discouraged. This is your chance to help them help themselves. If you withhold this book from those, you lose the conscious satisfaction that comes from doing good. If you see that they get this book, then you put yourself in line with the law of life which says, you get by giving and you may rightly expect prosperity and achievement. At the very least, you have an inner sense of having done a good deed with no hope of being openly thanked, and your reward will come secretly in added power and larger life. The author. The end. What'd you think? Super simple, super concise, and super effective, right? Now, you probably already do some of these things, in your own daily practice, and your own setting of goals and journaling. But this makes it really simple, and that's why one of the reasons why I like this book. Now, I've talked about this before and shared some of my other favorite resources for doing this type of stuff on the podcast, and it really all comes down to the, this, this one key. And this is what I feel to be true about how we create as human beings. And that is that we don't need to know how it's going to happen. And our biggest and most detrimental roadblock to getting what we want in life is trying to figure out how it's going to happen or what we need to do, all of those things. But the reality, and this has been confirmed in a lot of stuff that I've researched in a lot of different places, if we bypass that how and go right to the end and imagine ourselves having what we want, living in that experience, living in the end, and especially having the feelings that we'll have that are associated with those things and experiences and circumstances we want, that's really super key, having those feelings, we'll, but we will bypass the minds, like it's almost like a, um, an addiction to know how to get how we're going to get these things, right? We're constantly trying to figure out, what do I need to do? How can I solve this problem? What's this? What's that? Thousands of questions ended up becoming kind of like analysis paralysis. We end up taking no action. We end up making no forward progress. And sometimes we just become stuck for days and weeks and months, maybe even years. The thing I like about this book is it reminds us 
to just focus on what we want. Forget about how it's going to come about. Live in the end, like Neville Goddard talks about. Have faith. Believe that it's already here because it is already here. Creation is finished. There's nothing new coming into the world. There's nothing that's that's going to come uh, be created by God or source other than if it's created from through us, right? We get to decide now. That's the great thing about being a human being is we have the power to decide what our life will be and what our experiences will be. But we've been conditioned for the most part to, to view ourselves as small, as insignificant, as not omnipotent, not powerful. Now, the distinction is, you know, we have that ability. We have the omnipotent power flowing through us. As a human being, we are essential elements, right? We're water, minerals, those kind of things. That's our physical form. But our spiritual form is far beyond that. That's the source. That's the God force that animates us. So we have that power and we have the ability to focus it on whatever we want. Maybe you've experienced this in your own life when you start to kind of feel bad about yourself, feel a little down in the dumps, um, a little bit discouraged about life, kind of a little bit of a downward spiral goes. And when I mean downward spiral, I mean you're spiraling down the scale of emotions, right? On the low end, you've got anger, fear, doubt, worry, those kind of things. On the high end, we've got love, joy, positive expectancy, happiness. You know, the, the scale is uh, from good good feelings to bad feelings, right? If you're spiraling down a little bit, what tends to happen? You tend to spiral more, don't you? What we're thinking about, we're bringing about, and whatever we're focusing on is growing, right? If you totally focus on things that are awesome that are happening or that have already happened in your life, or even focus on things that you want to happen in a way that makes you feel like they're already here, right? Living in that end, you're going to spiral up a little bit. And this is one of the things that I have never, I used to do this in my own life, right? When I'm trying to solve a problem, think about what I should do, you know, drive off to a secluded place, maybe an overlook of the city or whatever, and contemplate, well, what should I do, right? How should I solve this problem? That's living in the end of the problem. And that never gets us anywhere. And I don't do that anymore. And now I always focus on what is what is working, what I want to be working, thinking about as if it already is here. And that's one of the things I like about this book is that it only says, focus on what you want. Do not give any attention to what you don't want. Because remember, whatever we're feeding our conscious attention to, and we're flowing that God force energy or that source energy into, it's going to make it, it's energizing it. So why would we ever want to energize something that we don't want? This is a huge practice for human beings, right? By energizing it, what I mean by that is we we really ultimately never want to think about something we don't want. We don't want to talk about something we don't want, even if it's happening to us. Even if it's happening to us. This is what we need to do, live in an imaginary state. Because if, if something bad is happening to us, why would we want to continue to energize it? So thinking about something, talking about something, like seeing it, going to those places in your mind or in the real world. Don't go to places that, you, that don't make you feel good. And then also feeling it. That's really huge too. So if you totally block out and shut off and quarantine any ideas or experiences that you don't want and lock them away, deep, dark dungeon, they're going to wither on the vine and die. And 
just as a little bit of a tangent here, this is the, one of the big problems with like psychotherapy and psychologists. You cannot dig up your problems and solve them, right? You can only solve them by not giving them any conscious attention and energy, and then they'll go away and, and go back into like a thought seed of consciousness that, that is not present in your experience. That's, my, that's where I'm at right in, in my life. That's what I've kind of learned through all the stuff that I've studied, and it's my suggestion and offering to you. And maybe you've come to that realization. You probably have. I'm assuming you've come to that realization yourself. You can't dig something up and bring it back and throw it on the table and say, you know what? I don't want this in my life anymore. You just dug it up, right? By talking about it, by thinking about it, by asking the question, how can I get over this? All that kind of stuff just energizes those past unwanted things. So I urge you to try this out. Like I said, you can pick this book up on Amazon. It's just a couple bucks. It might even be available in Kindle. I have the little um, paperback version here. And I've given this to a few friends and showed this to people. And it's just really awesome. And it is such night and day difference from some of the books that are in our world today, which are really complicated, which give a lot of uh, backstory and scientific stuff like that. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't think I I personally don't need the scientific background. You kind of resonate or you kind of know in your body whether something is true and right or not, don't you? And so I think sometimes when we try to justify it, then it just becomes kind of pointless because we need to retrain ourselves as human beings to recognize what feels truthful because we've got this this body uh, wisdom all over, all in us that understands what is truthful. This is when you meet a person and you sense a little something's off that they might not be fully truthful with you or they might not, you know, have your best interest at heart. Your body tells you that, right? Your intuition tells you that. And so when you come across a book that sounds right and feels right, it's probably right. And this book feels right because it's relying also on. the power here is on that omnipotent power within you. And all we do as human beings is hold the idea in our consciousness and that power energizes those things. I want to close with saying that it can be scary to do this. And I'm speaking from my own experience because that's a great power, right? And sometimes it can be very uncomfortable to jump like do a quantum leap from where you're at now to where you want to be. And I totally get that. And I, and I have that experience in my own life from time to time. That's why, you know, gradual, a gradual change is preferable. And I've, I've talked about this before, kind of this baby steps idea of getting to where you want to be. And that's just one of the things that I want to close on is that, you know, it doesn't have to be a night and day radical shift because I think that can actually be really painful and really, not sustainable. It's the same principle as if you're going to, you know, get in shape, you know, going to the gym and like lifting super heavy or going super hard initially is going to hurt your body, break down your body and probably not be sustainable long term. If you're going to turn a ship around, whether that ship is your experiences, your state of consciousness that is feeding into what you're, what you're having in life and what circumstances are reflecting back at you, Doing it in a gradual way is probably preferable to doing it in a really stark, like draw a line in the sand kind of a way, because that's 
that's like turning a ship around by doing like a 90 degree or a, or a straight up U-turn. You're going to, you're going to, it's going to be a rocky ride. Same as if you're going to turn your life around by throwing out all of your current, you know, food that isn't supporting your life in the best way, the sugars, the, the, the pastas, all that kind of stuff. And just eating healthy and going to the gym, that's going to be really, really abrupt. My, my, the way I do it is I prefer to make these baby micro adjustments and micro habit changes that slowly turn the vessel around because there's, you've been heading down a road for, it could be years and years, whether it's in your body or your state of being, your state of mind, turning it around in a slower, more gradual way, I think is much more sustainable. So that's the book. That's the podcast. It works by RHJ. I hope that this helps you start your 2019 off in a super awesome way. I'm definitely going to be looking through this in the next couple of days as I start to kind of design what I want for 2019 and the, you know, the experiences I want to have and things that I want to do in my business and with the podcast, etc. And hopefully you'll be able to do that too in your own, in the things that you're creating, right? And have the, the life that you want. So thanks very much for listening. I really do enjoy you hanging out with me on the podcast. I, I wouldn't, couldn't be doing it without you guys. And so I really do appreciate that. Um, until next time, All the best, health, wealth, and success, and Happy New Year. Thank you. Bye-bye.